Welcome to this week's episode of the Ready For Podcast. I'm Callie Edwards, the Residence Director of Heron Hall. And I'm Louis Robles, Residence Director of Tall Hall. Join us this week as we hear from two professional staff members and two student leaders regarding what common challenges Belmont students may face and how to overcome any hurdles in the road. First, we have Dave Yeager, who is a therapist at Belmont Counseling Services. I think we just want to start by asking, what sort of common issues do you see Belmont students facing? So like the normal Belmont student. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, our three most kind of common, if you were to look at it through like the DSM, the three most common kind of diagnoses that we see kind of come through the door would be anxiety-related stuff, uh, depression-related stuff, and oftentimes kind of like that social anxiety picture of of transitioning to college and, and being here with 8,000 people around and, and just some of those experiences uh, and what that what comes with that. I mean, this is, um, to me, the college experience is one of the hugest adjustments that we make in our life, right? I mean, you think about uh, having a kid someday and you think about getting married and um, and, and maybe having grandkids and retiring. But, but besides that, it's like you look at you look at going to college, leaving home for the first time and um, going to this new place where very oftentimes you don't, you don't know very many people and it's a huge adjustment. And so we see a lot of things that kind of come around, um, around those kind of topics. And um, we also see a lot of loneliness. That's a huge one that we see in, in today's world where it feels like there's 8,000 people walking around uh, on this big campus and, and yet we feel really, really isolated in that. Um, and, and so I think a lot of, a lot of students experience that. that. Those are probably our most common issues that we see coming through the door at Belmont Counseling Services. Something you said made me think of this. It's also so, uh, it's such an idolized transition of like, you're going to college like this. And you said this exactly of like, it's Hollywoodized. It's idolized of like, this is that moment. Yeah, I mean, pressure is like, to me, is is one of the biggest words that I think I, I hear in my office is I just feel pressure, whether it's from parents or grandparents who invested a lot of money, whether it's from scholarships that, um, you know, that people have. And and especially when you look at the, the demographic here at Belmont, um, a lot of people who are in like these creative fields, right? Music, songwriting, film, um, sound sound mixing, things like that. You know, you've got these these people who want to break into a career that, um, that you know, it's sometimes it's hard to make it. And so they're not only feeling pressure to do well here at Belmont at a, a, a school that has some, some pretty high expectations, but also to be building connections and um, networking and, and, and seeing if they're going to make it out there in this, in this world after Belmont. And that's, there's so much pressure in that. Like that's exhausting to be carrying that every day for four years. Um, and, and so it's a, it's a tough spot sometimes. That's awesome. Dave. Thank you for all of those. That's really insightful for someone who, I guess, we kind of see a lot of the the joys, I think, and sometimes those, for myself, like make me kind of forget that there are those people who are going through all these issues, and um, we're thinking for people like you on our campus that are able to help them through that. Um, I do have a quick question. What advice would you give students who are preparing for college, knowing the pressure that comes with the student experience? I'll read you this quote. It's by one of my favorite authors, a guy named Frederick Buechner. And, um, and it's just, he's writing this little paragraph about, about the present moment. And so this is it. The present moment is a moment of light surrounded on all sides by darkness and oblivion. In the entire history of the universe, let alone in your own history, there has never been another moment just like it, and there will never be another just like it again. It's the point from which all of your yesterdays have been leading since the hour of your birth. 
It's the point from which all of your tomorrows will proceed until the hour of your death. If you were aware of how precious it is, you could hardly live through it. And unless you're aware of how precious it is, you can hardly be said to be living at all. And I just love the, the way that that just paints the like simplicity of like just being here now. And that that's, that's all I can put on myself. And that's all I can carry is just like, just this moment. I, I really enjoyed you. I mean, you touched on a little bit, but just kind of like, what can we control in that moment? And just kind of being here and being present. Uh, I know one of my, what, I don't know what to call it, quote, whatever, but there's an image that I saw and I was introduced to a while back. And it's, it's literally a Venn diagram. And on one side yeah. of the diagram, it's things you can control. Yeah. And the other side of the circle is things that matter. And then yeah. highlighted in the middle, like the things that both matter and things you control, that's what we need to focus on. So I, I definitely appreciate that, that insight. So Dave, so when students get to campus um, and they are looking to get in touch with counseling services, um, schedule an appointment, schedule a visit, whatever, what is the best way for them to go about um, signing up or scheduling yeah. time? On our website, there's going to be a whole bunch of functionality about um, getting in touch with us and setting something up. And, and oftentimes, we really have prided ourselves in trying to offer people um, like a same-day appointment, right? Because um, oftentimes, the day that you go into counseling or the day that you want to go into counseling and decide to do that is the day that you're most ready to kind of like dive in and get into it. And um, what a lot of places will do is they'll be like, thanks for reaching out. We'll book you in a month, you know? <laughs> and um, so we've worked really hard to have not, not have a wait list. And so you can find us on our website, which is just the Belmont Counseling. If you just Google Belmont Counseling, it's the first page that'll pop up. And, um, and you can call us, you can send us an email. Um, and there's even going to be some scheduling online features on there that are coming soon. We're so thankful to have people like Dave Yeager working with our students. Absolutely. Next, we chatted with Zach Short, a current senior and resident assistant for the Department of Residence Life. So what are some challenges you face in your time at Belmont and how have you overcome them? Yeah, so like many incoming freshmen, I didn't really have any friends coming in. So it was a little bit hard trying to adapt from being in a whole bunch of different things at school when I was in high school to coming and having it be where I'm it's a new start, not sure what I'm good at, what I want to join. So one of the things that was challenging for me was trying to find where I fit in exactly with everybody on campus because it was quite a bit larger than my high school and Nashville is quite a bit larger than my hometown. So one of the things that I did to kind of overcome that was start looking at clubs, what could I join? and decided that I wanted to be a resident assistant and help out with res life. And that was where I found that I fit in, which just made everything else so much easier. With a lot of times that you get into classes and then you really want a certain class and have to reschedule things. And I found that having your extracurriculars or whatever group that you're in to be there as a support system. So, oh, I'm not the only one that's getting left out of this class. I've got three other friends that have the same issue and now we can all kind of work at it together and adapt our schedules so that way we can be there for each other and be our support system that everyone needs while they go out to college. That's great, Zach. Thank you. I, I appreciate the focus there on things that are kind of general to students. Like I remember just being distraught whenever I was having to schedule classes because it's the first time that you're having to do that by yourself, like in high school and everything, somebody just, you just, you're going to class. So I appreciate that insight a lot. What 
advice would you give to incoming freshmen on overcoming rejection or hardships that they may face at Belmont, either while at Belmont or on their way to Belmont? Yeah, so when you look at, we had talked about going into trying to get classes scheduled and things like that. I feel like a lot of people have the hardship of, oh, I didn't get into this class, so now I can't graduate in four years. And I feel like that's not true. There's a lot of the professors and a lot of the advisors help work things out so that way you can still graduate when you want to. One thing that I'd suggest is maybe make a four-year plan, but don't have it set in stone because you could be able to plan every minute of every day out and then something will go wrong. And if you're basing your entire life off of that, then you're going to just spiral. In some ways, you kind of have to go with the flow, but have a general plan as to how you're going to go with that. So that way it's not complete chaos, but it's not pinpointed down to every last minute. Thanks for that, Zach. Um, I think, again, like that's just really good insight. If you got one do-over from your time at Belmont, what would you do? Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like if I had one do-over from my time at Belmont, I would probably try and get into more clubs earlier on. I feel like at this point, I'm, I'm starting senior year, so it, there's not much time. But then again, there's always time to start something new, to learn new tricks, join a new club. Um, I would have personally started doing some more clubs when I was a freshman because it'd be a great way to meet people. It kind of is college is an experimental time to figure out what you like, what you don't like, things like that. So it's, we've got great clubs at Belmont and I don't know when the next time that I'll be able to go rock climbing is so I could join rock climbing club or we've got how many different state parks around that once you start your career, you might not be able to do quite as much hiking and getting the camaraderie of, going hiking for a day with a whole bunch of people. Personally, I feel like those, I'm leaning more towards the outdoorsy clubs, but we've got so many different things, including intramurals, that it you can find a niche wherever you're at. We've been very lucky to get to work with Zach the last three years and are super thankful for his leadership on campus. After Zach, we were able to sit down and talk with Taviana Scott, a former student and resident assistant who graduated in the spring of 2020. Taviana Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to hear from you. We're sad to see you officially leave Belmont now that you graduated, but we're happy Woo! to still be able to talk with you. So I know, like I said, you just exited the Belmont student stage of your life, but on the front end of that, can you go ahead and talk to us a little bit about what did your journey to Belmont look like? Um, and maybe like any unique challenges, just basically how did you get to Belmont? And if there were any hurdles, how did you overcome those? My journey was not like any other normal student's journey. It wasn't like my family and I toured colleges that I was interested in, or I had this long list of universities that I wanted to apply to. For me, it was simply, what am I gonna do to survive? And college wasn't an option at the time. If it wasn't for the Bridges to Belmont program, I don't even think that I'd be in college my family were, were going through a lot at the time, my senior year, and I just so happened to like step out of class to uh, go talk to my transition coach. That's currently what I will be doing in the fall. 
is helping high school seniors apply for colleges and universities and filling out FAFSA, uh, helping them apply for the ACT. So I went to go talk to my transition coach just about what was happening at home in Belmont. They were speaking about the program and I was told to sit down and then just kind of got adopted into the process of applying to to Belmont. I did a couple tours and there's this one moment where we were walking through Jack and this girl screamed, she's like, welcome to Belmont, like super loud. And we're all looking at her like, what? Like, this is awkward. (laughs) But I was like, I want to be like her. Like she was happy. And from then I was just like, okay, well this might be where I want to go. But if it wasn't for the Bridges to Belmont, program, I don't think I, I would have been there. And for those uh, pe- people who maybe aren't as familiar with the Bridges to Belmont program, can you give a quick summary of, of what Bridges to Belmont is? Yeah, Bridges to Belmont is a program for local high school uh, students in Nashville. They award full ride scholarships to students who wouldn't be able to afford, necessarily afford to come to Belmont. It's not a minority scholarship because all students of all races can receive it, but it's simply based on like your academics and pretty much how well you are involved in the community. Thank you, Tay. So I think something that, and you've kind of touched on this, Already, but um, so that's how you got to Belmont. Can you talk us through like some of the challenges or hardships that you faced while you were at Belmont um, and how you overcame those? And that can be anything from specific to you or like general challenges. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Homelessness was a big, was a big one for me. Um, My family and I have been homeless for a couple years, maybe a year prior to I got to Belmont and then through my entire career at Belmont. Um, so having to stay on campus, uh, trying to find resources that would allow me to stay on campus because I couldn't afford it. Working, trying to take care of myself, providing for myself to make it easier for my family. And then like, it was a culture shock coming from a public high school surrounded by, by people who looked like me and going to this, what, this huge university, what seemed huge at the time, you know, being surrounded by people who didn't look like me. It was hard to find friends because I really didn't have any friends come from high school into college with me. So trying to get acquainted with people, I just took a leap of faith and I just started joining organizations. Um, I joined the Black Student Association, Room Recruiter, and just started like just meeting new people. Um, um, but BSA was kind of like my biggest, like I think my favorite organization for the simple fact there were people there who looked like me, who could relate to me. But then I just took it a step further than just BSA and just personally just started reaching out to people, talking to people, introducing myself to people. Being a social work major, I was comfortable talking and meeting people. Kind of got friendships started there, uh, meeting people who didn't look like me, but who could relate to some of the stuff that I had been through, the feelings that I experienced and felt. Thanks for sharing that, Tay. So as we look at that, I know that we've talked about it, and your experience is very unique, um, and, and some of the things that you've overcome are very unique, but also as a student who was just so involved on campus um, as an RA, as a Bruin recruiter, as an officer in BSA and other things that I know I'm forgetting, you were, were well known and you knew a lot of people. Um, and with that, I think that you might be able to answer this for us, but um, in thinking about all those experiences and maybe some challenges you've seen your friends go through, what advice would you give to incoming freshmen on overcoming rejection or hardship um, once they, they get to Belmont or even while they're attempting to apply to Belmont? I always tell my friends, um, 
even my family, that your journey is your journey. And it looks different for each and every one of us, but you do not have to go through anything alone. There are multiple people across Belmont's campus that are there for you, that are fighting for you, but you have to do your part and reach out and find those people. College is not easy, and it's a long-going process of you finding yourself. I would just say, give it time. You don't have to face anything alone. There are people there for you, and it's going to be a roller coaster, but the outcome is going to be very rewarding. Thank you for that, Dave. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, if you got one like do-over from your time at Belmont, what would you do? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, if I got one do-over, I think it would be to push harder in my classes. Like I, I worked my butt off, but there are some times where I did not reach my full capacity when I know that I could. And I graduated with a nice GPA. <laughs> but if I could have graduated with a better GPA, I would have most definitely loved that, just especially coming from my background, being a first-generation college student. Like, I kicked butt already, but I just know that there were times where I did not push myself far enough, and I would have definitely done that if I had the opportunity to. And as Tay's former supervisor for a year, I can definitely say that Belmont will sorely miss her and her leadership experience. Finally, we have Dr. David Sneed, the Director of Growth and Purpose for Students, but better known as the GPS office. In what ways have you experienced resiliency practice by Belmont students? What are maybe some practical things that you've seen, you know, how our students respond to any sort of hardships or rejections that they, they may come across? One of, my, one of my big issues for me personally is, is that I want people to be intentional. I want people to be intentional in what their decisions are. I want people to be intentional about their thought processes. And in this way, I want people, in this factor of, of COVID, is I want people to be intentional about understanding the success that they've had. Because most usually, we are talking with students, and we, and when, when we talk to students that are, that are having a little bit of a setback, that are having a, a difficult time to, they're going through, and for them, it's not just a little setback. For them, it's not just a little difficult time. It's, it's like I'm at the end of my rope kind of thing many times. But what we do so many times is we'll ask them to stop and look back at successes they've had, at times when they've gone through something that was a challenge for them, that was difficult. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very insightful. I think you get to see, I know you talk about like academic side. I think you just see such a different side of the students than we do. Like it's just, it's obviously two sides to the same coin, but I think somebody sometimes a very different resident than they are a student. So what advice would you give students preparing for college knowing the pressure that comes with the student experience? So if you could bundle up just a thing of advice, what would you give to students? Intentionality is really, I think, at the center of it for me. But I think that it's about knowing and about reaching outside of yourself just a little bit more and and again, playing with experiences and successes that you've had in experience. And so, but also knowing that there are different ways. First and foremost for me is always communication. It's if you learn how to communicate, it, 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 I tell you, I, I know that I sometimes sound like I'm a uh, paid um, recruiter for the communications department here, but if, if a student can 
I don't know why they would not double major in communications. Um, I just think it's such an amazing skill set, one that I don't have a great um, grasp of, but I, I wish I did, and I probably should do more myself. But I just think that learning how to communicate, being comfortable and putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations, that it's, it's like, for instance, just getting to know your professors and, and making sure that they know you early in the semester, going to their office hours and saying, hey, I, this is why I'm taking this class and I'm looking forward to this and this reason, or I buried it in this reason, and why did you do it? And uh, why, why have you pursued this area of study and, and things like that, just to, to let them know. I know it puts yourself, uh, really spotlight yourself, and sometimes that's not what people want. Um, and it can be, there can be some negative consequences. So you have to think about that. But at the same time, I think that the vast majority of time when you're communicating with people who are, uh, who are affecting and impacting your life, like a professor, that you do nothing but um, gain from that. And so I think that that's something that, that, um, that people should do. I think at the same time, I think that it's, it's always um, our friend Ryan Holt in our orientation program. You know, he starts every year and he asks them to, you know, if they're introverts or extroverts, and he asks introverts to, to maybe go out and meet one or two more people and extroverts to meet five to ten more people that, that day. Uh, again, acknowledging who a person is, acknowledging who you are, learning about you, whether it's Strength Finders or Enneagram or, or Myers-Briggs or any kind of instrument, whether it's conversations, with, um, whether it's prayer, whether it's introspection, I don't care how it is, but... I think always try to find out more about who you are and what makes you tick, but also about language that you can use in conversation with others about who you are. It's not about me knowing who I am internally for myself only. It's about me knowing who I am so I can have conversation with my colleagues and friends and that, that they respond and that they give me feedback about who I am, sometimes verbal and sometimes nonverbal, about who I am and how I impact on, on them again, for good and for bad. And so I think those are some of the kinds of things that uh, we should think about. So David, all that is, is really insightful. Um, one thing real quick, what, uh, if students are looking to get in touch with the GPS office, um, how should they go about contacting you, scheduling an appointment, finding time to sit down with y'all? So we're gonna be here for students. Uh, we continue to be here for students. Uh, it's always best, I think, for us to have students write us at gps at belmont.edu, so an email. Um, to give us a little bit of what you're looking for. Also, two or three options in your schedule. Know that during the school year, we're open till 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 4.30 on Fridays. And then on Sundays, we've been open from 1 till 7. So we hope and plan to um, keep those hours for the um, when students are in session, when school is in session. And so we have some extended hours because we have some really cool coaches. Um, our coaches are, are all young, cool, and hip variations of young and cool and hip, but they're all there. Um, I'm not, but I can tell you about the others are like that. The other part of this is that uh, I want you to know that um, our coaches are here for you in a lot of different ways. And they're, most of them have a Belmont component of their education. And so they can share their success stories with Belmont. Even if they're not a Belmont graduate, they're usually recent graduates of the college experience. So it's not like, you know, me when, and I have to tell you that you're successful of, 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 uh, you know, like stone tablet writing or anything like that that old people do, they know about these things called computers that are out and things like that. So, so they'll help you with all of that. So, no, we're we're all good. We're all good with all technology. As I've known David since 2014, when I was a student, and then I've worked with him professionally for the last two years, 
I've seen his impact on campus and it has just been wonderful. So David, thank you for sharing with us. We are so appreciative of you. And now we will leave you with some wise words of encouragement from Ms. Taviana Scott. Thanks for hanging out with us today. To my students, my fellow boys, fight for what's right and continue to fight. Do not be silenced because at the end of the day, we are the next presidents. We are the next elected officials, mayors, teachers, doctors, you know, we are upcoming. So all the injustices and inequalities you see, fight for it and continue to fight because we're all fighting. 